an English lesson for me. You have to excuse me. Uh, I'm still trying to master the Queen's English. The, uh, well, the Queen may be English, I'm not. <laughs> now, outside on the, the table there, we have some books. They, uh, I believe that there are only four different titles left. The, the books are free, but they, they do cost money to print. And if you would like to take uh, one or two, or how many ever, be free. If you have nothing, then we expect nothing. And if you have something and you want to help yourself, they, uh, well, it's been done before and I'm sure it'll be done again. But if you would... Just uh, if you want to put a free will offering in the basket so that those that can't, can. And uh, be blessed by the books. The la- the, there is one there called Prove Me Now, which is the last one that Arthur's written. And it's not been too long uh, printed. I think it only come out maybe about December. I think December or November was when it was actually just come out. Uh, also... In September, we have a convention in Wales, if anybody would be interested. Now, the only thing that is required from you is either you learn to swim 4,000 miles or buy a ticket to Britain. Uh, Everything else is laid on for you. We feed you, we pick you up from the the airport or from the shore after a 4,000-mile swim. (laughs) The... uh, we have two meetings a day and if you do feel like coming we would request that you you bring something with you and that's something from God you know every member of the body has something and for so long you know the body has been knocked into almost spectators and participators we are looking for participators because he's looking for participators every member fitly framed so if anybody would be interested we don't have many Leaflets. If, some, if anybody would like to come and see myself or uh, Elaine there at the end of this, then we'll get, we, we don't have a lot of uh, leaflets. And uh, maybe you would have to get some copied uh, if there is, you know, a great demand if, if, if we get swamped. It's not a Scottish thing, this, you know, just give one out one at a time, you know. <laughs> You know, they say copper wire was invented by two Scotsmen arguing over a penny. (laughs) (coughs) The reason why I I sit beside Arthur, Arthur is, as you probably realize, after four strokes, uh, what's it they say in America, three strokes and you're out, four strokes and... By the grace of God, he's still going. As, they, as to remind him on some things, as I, I believe after his fourth stroke, the way he explained that left is right, and you know sometimes things get slightly mixed up. So uh, if you ever end up in that position, you would uh, appreciate a bit of understanding from others, and sometimes he gets it. <laughs> so uh, sometimes we will go from one to the other. He speaks English. I'm learning. (laughs) Hallelujah!
by the mercies of God, I am still able to talk. Do you know after two strokes, After two strokes, I lost completely my ability to say a single word. It happened in Boca Raton. Some of you may know where that is. And when I was there, right in the middle of talking, I found God removed the ability. I was in the middle of speaking. And I could not say a word. I sat down. I said, Lord, if you are done, I'm done. And if you want to take me home, amen. Now that was something like four, five, I think it was five or six years ago, right in the middle of speaking. I sat down. And two or three of the brethren in the meeting came towards me I could not even speak English The brethren came out And they laid their hands upon me in the name of Jesus. Believe it or believe it not. I began to speak. What happened? The only thing that I could do, I tried to do it. And I said, It's the best I could do. Brethren, will you pray for me? I couldn't say anything else. Hallelujah. In everything, give thanks. Amen. You want one? I'm sorry I can't go around all this crowd knocking people out on the head. I said, will you pray for me? And they came out 
And they prayed for me, and God gave me back again what I'd lost. And here I am tonight. I'm 96 years old. Seven. 97. Ninety-seven years old, and still, by the mercy of God, still continuing. Love her after the meeting. Hallelujah. You know something? I think you are about the farthest, I think, I'm not sure, the farthest from me in this meeting. You know something? God has no division. God is one. Hallelujah. Well, am I done now? No. I'm not done. And by the mercy of God and by the grace of God, I have something to say. <clears throat> Once upon a... Oh, that's a good way to start, isn't it? <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a man, he ministered, he preached and his name was Solomon. Did you ever consider this man? Did you ever in any wise look at this man? As a young man, he was full of the blessing of God. As an old man, he finished up crippled, withered, and lost everything. Now don't question what I say. Read your Bible. Do you know this man? He was sharp. He was quick. 
and effective. That was proved in the day and in the hour when two women came to him and they both had a baby. But whilst they were looking and considering, one of the women lost her baby. This man, Solomon, dealt with the situation. And do you know how he dealt with it? This is how he dealt with it. One of the women, the babe was dead. And he knew by the mind of God which woman's babe was alive. Do you know how he knew? The babe that lived. The babe that lived. One was dead, one was alive. And he knew, and he said, that woman is the owner of the babe. He said, give me a sword, I'll cut them in two. He did not. And we know the story. Read it in your Bible. <clears throat> and you'll find out there this man had tremendous ability, tremendous wealth, an immensity of power, The queen of Sheba came to him. She said, I've heard about you. And I believe the half has never yet been told. I've come to see for myself. you think that's important? I've come to see for myself. And I fully believe the Queen of Sheba gave Solomon or the other way around, <clears throat> whichever way you like to put it, everything and maybe including 
a baby. The Queen of Sheba is presumed to be the head of the Ethiopian Well, how interesting that is. This man had everything. And she gave him this and that and the other. She imparted to him. And she went back home enriched. The years rolled on, many, many years. Solomon is now an old man, and this is what I'm bringing to you tonight. Are you listening? Solomon finished in complete disgrace. Solomon ceased as a complete failure. I believe Solomon will be in heaven. I don't doubt that. But apart from that one thing, he lost everything. And this is the message that I want to bring, if God will allow me, tonight to you. Your salvation has to last for all eternity. It isn't on a short squib. It isn't in a place where you can say it'll last five years. I'm 96. Seven. <laughs> and by the grace <clears> of <throat> By the grace of God, all the years have rolled by from being a young man. Now, I'm not a young man anymore. And I have to face this four strokes. I nearly went blind in Australia years ago. I have had again and again and again and again and again situations in a long life. And this is the message I want to bring to you if God will allow me. Tonight. 
Your salvation has got to last throughout all eternity. You've got eternal life. <clears throat> Did you know that? We used to sing a little chorus when I was young. Of course, I was once young, you know. White, white as the ocean, high as the heavens above, <coughs> deep as deep as the deepest sea is my Savior's love. I, though so unworthy, still I'm a child of His care, for His Word teaches me that His love reaches me. Everywhere. Oh, that was very, very poor, wasn't it? Well, of course it was. I'm going to ask you now if you will sing the last bit of that chorus. For his word teaches me that his love reaches me everywhere. And when you get to everywhere, blow the roof off. <laughs> Three, and then blow the roof off. Are you ready? One, two, three. <laughs> that was terrible. Let's try again. For his word teaches me that his love reaches me everywhere. Better, but it won't do. For his word teaches me that his love reaches me That was much better. It'll nearly do. Once more. For his word teaches me that his love reaches me. That was much better. Thank you so much. Now this man, Solomon, poor Solomon, you know something about him? He had 700 wives. And he also had concubines, as if there weren't enough. <laughs> With all those. Just think of that. Aren't you glad you don't have to keep that, Lord? Yeah. 
you say one's enough. <clears throat> At the end of his days, <clears throat> Solomon backslid. Lost everything he had. Backslidden. It's there in your Bible. You can read it. God has left it for all men and all women to see. The tragedy of a man who missed his way. And this is the message that I want to bring to you tonight. Your salvation has got to last you over the years. What will you be doing ten years from now? What will you be doing twenty years from now? What will you be doing thirty years from now? And forty years? And fifty years? Your salvation is something that has to last through all eternity. Am I right? Are you sure? There are people in this meeting and in another ten years they won't be here. I don't know where they'll be. This gathering tonight is particularly unusual because never, ever again will it be here. If you are here, will she be here? Will he be here? Will he be here? It'll never ever be the same again. A very sobering thought. When you think of it, never ever to be repeated again. If you are here, you won't be here. And if you are here, you won't be here. Never ever again will this company as such be here in this building. Now, the sad thing, of course, is if you are not going on with God, your salvation has got to last through all eternity. And eternity is a tremendous time. Think of it. 
think of it. The days, the weeks, the hours go by. And you would be here maybe. And you would be here. But she wouldn't. Or she wouldn't. Never ever again will this company gather as it's gathered here tonight. Am I right? Are you sure? Somebody will be missing. Will it be you? We are here tonight in the purpose and the plan of God and we are here to celebrate eternal life. That's what you've got. Eternal life. God gave it to you. That's why it lasts forever. It'll never, ever end. When you look at the end of the story with Solomon, there he was. The woman had so crippled his life, he was backslidden. He'd forgotten all that he'd had. And there he was, a poor broken man. Would you like to finish up like that? Of course you would not. But how solemn and how sober the one thing that matters is not how you begin the journey. It's how you finish it. And this is the message I would like to bring to you tonight. You've begun your journey. As far as I see, we're nearly all birthed here. Settled. Brother, sister, how are you going to finish? Another ten years, will you still be here? Another twenty years, what will you be doing in another twenty years? It's vital for every one of us to recognize how tremendously important the end of your journey is. It's not how you begin. It's how you finish. Did you know that? It's how you finish your journey. And when you come to that day when you go, because it's time for you to go, if perchance God should permit us all to come together at that wondrous, glorious day which is coming 
But listen. Are you ready? Are you settled? If God worked upon you tonight, how many of you would not be here ten years' time? If you like, twenty years' time. What will you be doing twenty years from now? Will you be doing something? And where will you be doing it? Will you still be active for God? Will you still be on tiptoes for the mercy and the grace of God? What will you be doing 20 years from now? Now, I've totted up the years. My time's almost gone. I'm almost ready for going home. Maybe I could last another year or two. But basically, my time is almost over. I say that soberly. I say it gladly. By the mercy of God, I've been in, where have I been? 30 years, I've been up in No. Yeah. And whilst I've been there, in the Midlands, no, in Wales, and I've been there 30 years. And I'm inviting you, all of you, some of you, whoever this word is for, to come and see us. That doesn't sound too bad. Wouldn't you like to come to Wales? You would? Well, now listen. You will do everything except one thing. And that one thing is you must pay your own fare. Everything else, over to you. Over to us. Consider this. I'm nearly finished. Don't get upset. By the grace and the mercy of God, you will find everything else is taken care of. You can't fly. It's time you gave the beer up. It's time you gave the drink up. I don't drink, praise God. The things 
that you still are doing, you can, by the grace of God, drop that little coin into a box until you've got enough in there to pay your fare. Don't you think that's a good idea? I think there should be some that that is a living word to. And we'll see you there in September. Bless you and thank you. Now over to you. Well, somebody's 97 and is talking about the end uh, and about how you finish. I think that's probably uh, somebody we need to listen to. Uh, but we can uh, think about this tonight. So I want us to take a moment right now because I think what he said was really something that we need to really consider. Uh, let's just take a moment. Let's just, let's, let's just be still a minute and let's let the Lord just really... Let's let the Lord speak to your heart right now. Father, we understand tonight that really what we do have is, is our uh, eternal life that you've given us, Lord, but you have not given us any guarantees uh, in this life uh, apart from making the choice, Lord, the, the right choices uh, to really be people who really go after you and have a passion for you, Lord. And Lord, we don't want to be people who went after you today but down the road become people who drift from you. And Lord, we realize it really is only your grace, and it really is only your mercy that would really keep us. But tonight, Lord, we want to we present ourselves to you, Lord. And we don't really want to... We want to ask you, Lord, that you would somehow help us, uh, like Paul the Apostle said at the end of his life, that he had finished his race, he had finished his course, and that he had finished well, Lord. And, Lord, that's really what we're asking you to do with us is help us to be those kind of people, Lord, that can finish well. And, Lord, we realize tonight in, in asking you uh, to make us those kind of people, we're, ask, we're saying to you that today we need to make the right decisions and today we need to make the right choices. Lord, because we don't have a tomorrow other than what we have right this moment. So, Lord, I pray for every heart in this room, every person in this room, Lord, uh, that tonight you're speaking to us about our relationship with you and you're speaking to us about what we're doing with our lives and you're asking us tonight to look at our lives. Lord, that's what I'm hearing. I, to look at our lives now so when we get to the end, we won't have to look at them. When we get to the end, we can say we've done it, we finished it. So you're asking us to look tonight into our own hearts with the aid and the 
through the lenses of the Holy Spirit and really just see what's really there. And Lord, we want to see, uh, we want to ask you to search our hearts, Lord, and reveal our ways to us, Lord. And Lord, we really want to make, uh, uh, we sincerely want to make that fresh commitment to you tonight. That fresh commitment to you tonight to really be followers of Christ, to really be true disciples. Yeah, I know that tonight might sound, probably everybody in this room probably really is that. You know, I mean, it's, but I really want to just ask you if, if you really, if you really are, if, if you really are, and if you're really saying to the, to the Lord tonight in a fresh way that, Lord, I really, I want to be your disciple. And, and I want to make a fresh commitment to you tonight to really be that disciple. I want you to raise your hand, just if that's really, really what's in your heart. Just, just raise your hand. Jesus. I know that's almost asking like a, you know, like preaching to the choir almost. But just thank you, Lord. And Lord, I just thank you for the people raising their hand tonight. Lord, I just want to bless them, Lord. Lord, I pray that that you would just empower those who've raised their hands tonight really to really follow you, Lord, as they're making a real commitment, a fresh commitment to you. I know that just sounds, it just almost like it's blowing my mind because I'm thinking I really, you know, been in church and been around Christians for so long that when we talk about that, it's almost like we're talking to people who haven't really followed the Lord and we're trying to get them to. But instead of speaking to people who are following the Lord and, and I believe are true followers, that we're asking you tonight, you know, are you that follower? Are you really that follower now? And will you make a commitment to the Lord tonight, just, you know, based on His His love and mercy and grace, to be that? Lord, that's, that's what we're saying to you. Lord, we just bless you tonight. Lord, we want to bless Arthur. May I offer... Another little word, brother. You may never again be in a meeting just like this. I would say to you, I have one prayer, and that's about the only prayer that I make every day that I live, and this is the prayer, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, please. Keep me true, whatever happens. Can we say that and mean it? Keep me true, Lord, and cause me to be there with you at the end.